welcome to the Trapital Podcast. I'm your host and the founder of Trapital, Dan Runcie. This is an audio version of the latest essay that I just put out, which is a breakdown on the big three major record labels. This is an essay that I've been thinking about for some time, but I was waiting for the perfect moment to do the research and drop it. And I do not think there's a better moment to put out an essay like this than right now. These major labels are breaking revenue records every single quarter. The streaming services that they rely on are also doing the same. There is more outside capital coming in. There's SPACs, there's IPOs, there's gaming platforms and licensing deals and all of these options. And in many ways, it all stems back to the same thing. There are more options than ever to attract attention from music fans. But with all those options, there's so many different strategies and so many different approaches about how best to do it. And when you have these behemoth companies like Universal, Sony, and Warner, each of them has a slightly different approach. Which one has the best approach? Which one has a approach that they could probably improve? I learned a lot while writing this essay. I also confirmed several assumptions and challenged some things that I thought that I knew. And it's always good to get a quick reset on those things as well. So here is my essay on the big three major record labels. Hope you enjoy it. Inside Universal, Sony, and Warner's arms race for your attention. Streaming, media, and indies have changed the game for the three biggest major record labels. Here's a full breakdown on where each company is heading. The post-pandemic music industry has long-term uncertainty but short-term excitement. Thanks to the backbone of streaming, which actually saw more traffic in lockdowns, the music market is hotter than Fetty Wap in the summer of 2015. But the industry is in a much different place than it was in February 2020. There are now more streaming options, more outside capital, yet more concerns about which trends are here to stay. The strategies of the big three record labels, Universal Music Group, Warner Music Group, and Sony Music Entertainment dictate the future, even for the companies outside the major label system. They are investing billions of dollars to keep your attention for as long as possible. Their moves signal the best opportunities and the areas getting slept on. Universal is all in on its superstars. UMG's roster is stacked. When free agent Taylor Swift signed with the label in 2018, no one was surprised. This was like NBA agent Rich Paul getting Anthony Davis on the Los Angeles Lakers. The big star landed in the big market and made a flex that was hard to turn down. In late 2018, UMG and its sub-label, Republic Records, formed a strategic alliance with the 1989 singer. She signed a long-term licensing deal with two important clauses. First, Swift would own her future masters. Second, and most importantly to Taylor, if UMG sold any of its 3.5% ownership stake in Spotify, worth $1.6 billion in June 2021, artists get a share of that money. Side note, for UMG, Swift's licensing deal isn't as lucrative as owning her masters, but a smaller cut of Swift's revenue is better than a bigger cut of most artists. UMG, which accounts for 32% of the industry's music revenue, has the power to play ball with the biggest artists in the game. The label breeds competition among its seasoned label heads who are hungry for market share and all the glory that comes with it. Beyond Swift, UMG's reach extends to Republic, home to Drake, Post Malone, Ariana Grande, The Weeknd, and Nicki Minaj, Def Jam, 
which has Kanye West, Justin Bieber, and Rihanna. Capital and Motown's joint venture with hip-hop powerhouse Quality Control Records and Lil Baby. And Interscope Geffen A&M, which claims Billie Eilish, DaBaby, Eminem, Lady Gaga, and the industry's latest star, newcomer Olivia Rodrigo. That's a lot of stars to keep happy. Eventually, they will all want to own their future masters just like Taylor. Remember when UMG CEO Lucian Grange said that Drake has a, quote, unlimited budget, end quote? All of these artists want that too, and many more who aren't listed don't need unlimited budgets but will still ask. And generally, no superstar asks for less money and control over time, quite the opposite. UMG's strategy works now. The company breaks revenue records every quarter. But how long will the bull market last? The company hopes that the streaming revenue growth can offset the cost to maintain its roster, but that's a risky game. The major record labels still have considerable market share. In the article, I have a pie chart of Universal, Warner, and Sony, and combined, the three of them account for 69% of recorded music revenue. Universal's at 32, Sony's at 21, Warner's at 18, and then independents make up the remaining 31%. And this data came from uh, Media, uh, Music and Copyright, and it was via Bloomberg. The stars boost music investments and global expansion. Universal needs its stars for two of its upcoming initiatives. First, the record label plans to spin off from parent company Vivendi and go public at the end of 2021. In 2020, Tencent acquired 20% stake in the label. In 2021, UMG announced it will sell 10% to a special purpose acquisition company, a SPAC, run by investor Bill Ackman. The deal values UMG at $42 billion, nearly five times its 2013 valuation. These companies confirm the rising wave of interest in music investment from institutional investors. And since the stock market often discounts companies and conglomerates, this IPO should unlock more of UMG's value. Second, the major record label has expanded in both, a- in both Asia and Africa. Both continents have great potential for superstar development. That potential is compounded when matched with proven American stars. Nigeria's WizKid blew up after his feature on Drake's One Dance, and Justin Bieber's Spanish vocals on the Despacito remix extended the life of a massive hit. As Grange explained in a January 2020 interview with Variety, quote, I've been around long enough. I've seen two or three very, very significant cycles. I think all we can do is follow our North Star and add commercial, legal, and financial discipline to it, end quote. Warner is moving like a media mogul. WMG won't match UMG's star power. Instead, it's capturing more attention in other parts of the value chain. Warner scooped up media outlets like Uproxx, Hip Hop DX, and IMGN, home to the black culture meme machine, Daquan. These companies can boost Warner's access to music fans, but record labels aren't well positioned to develop media outlets. That's not their core competency. In 2019, WMG joined an $11 million investment round in the non-fungible token NFT company, Dapper Labs, home to NBA Top Shot, one of the most successful businesses selling NFTs. Given Dapper Labs' success with the NBA, there was a logical extension to NFTs for hip-hop artists. And in January 2021, WMG made an eight-figure investment in the video gaming platform Roblox before it went public in March 2021. 
Roblox is used by half of U.S. children under 16, according to The Verge. During a standalone Lil Nas X livestream concert, Roblox reached 33 million fans. This was an investment in a platform that may shape the music industry moving forward. Warner's buying spree builds direct audience access as digital streaming services wield more and more influence. Streaming may have saved the industry, but labels don't want to rely solely on Spotify, Apple, and Amazon to run their businesses. If labels become overly dependent on the tech giants, they will get squeezed on margins when it's time to renegotiate licensing deals. Warner's CEO Stephen Cooper knows this, but doesn't show much concern. When CNBC asked him about Apple and Spotify accounting for 27% of Warner's 2019 revenue, he focused more on emerging media companies gaining traction. Quote, a couple years ago, Peloton was associated with people dressed in very colorful uniforms riding bikes through the Alps. Today, it's an exercise app. Nobody heard of TikTok two years ago. Social media platforms are embracing and adopting new uses of music. We think distribution will continue to be fragmented. End quote. Fair point, but a bullish take. Peloton and TikTok are hot, but will they ever account for 27% of Warner's revenue? I doubt it. Labels and streaming services need each other, but both are in a fierce tug of war to prove that they don't. And in the essay, I have a visual that shows the labels and how the labels then need to interact with the platforms, which includes Spotify, Apple, Amazon, YouTube, TikTok, Roblox, Peloton, Fortnite, and more, and how all of them are essentially the platform of the channel to reach the fans. Sony is buying up all the indies. Sony has been out here spending like it has leftover FSA money that expires soon. In a six-month span from 2020 to 2021, Sony spent $1.4 billion acquiring independent record labels like AWOL, Human Resources, Som Livre in Brazil, Believe, its remaining stake in The Orchard, and formed a partnership with BeatStars, a beat production marketplace. If you're an indie distributor making waves, Sony has your company's name written on a whiteboard somewhere in its office. The record label operates a lot like the music industry's Facebook. If the tech behemoth can't acquire a rising platform gaining steam, it will try to build it in-house. Sony is on this tip because the indie movement is hotter than ever. In 2021, 60,000 songs got added to Spotify per day, 50% more than in 2019. With so much talent and technology out there, indies have found new needs to fill and get creative about the kinds of support they offer artists today that didn't exist 10 years ago or even six months ago. The downside for indie labels is hitting a money ceiling. Indies struggle to maximize reach for their biggest artists. They get stuck between the barbells of media. Too often, when indie labels sell, it's from a position of weakness. That's why indies are perfect acquisition targets for Sony. Quote, it's much more expensive today to sign talent than it was six months ago, end quote, says Sony CEO Rob Stringer to Music Business Worldwide. Quote, it's way more expensive than two years ago, and going back to the 2000s, the download era, it's not even comparable, end quote. Talent acquisition is more expensive because entertainment revolves around fan preferences, attention is the economy, and that attention is harder than ever to capture. The fight for your attention is a bet on the future. The big three want the same thing, but their paths to get there show how multifaceted the landscape truly is. 
Warner's investment in Roblox and Dapper Labs highlight the fragmented distribution that Cooper is betting on. Those investments may pay off, but those companies won't exclusively work with the WMG artists. They're more likely to work with the other two labels with more star power. Sony's acquisitions are investments in the future. It stockpiled all the lottery draft picks like an NBA front office building for the future. Some of those draft picks turn into Kevin Durant, but it might be harder to find the next KD in the modern era. The microwave era music has shortened the shelf life for many new artists. That's why UMG is in the best position. This is still a superstar industry. The superstar model has been here since the heyday of monoculture with acts like the Beatles, Pink Floyd, and David Bowie. When Universal acquired EMI in 2011, it gained the catalogs of those artists, boosted its market share, and guaranteed its position to attract the most valuable artists moving forward. Granted, Warner and Sony have superstars too. Warner's Atlantic Records has Cardi B, Ed Sheeran, and Bruno Mars. Sony has Beyonce and Adele on Columbia, and Travis Scott on Epic. But UMG is still on top because it has more stars at that level and the best opportunity to acquire them in the future. Will Drake and Taylor Swift still be superstars 10 years from now? Maybe. It'll be hard for new superstars to reach their level of success in the current landscape, but artists are the core of the industry, and every label would rather have too many stars than not enough. If you enjoyed this podcast, go ahead and share it with a friend. Copy the link, text it to a friend, post it in your group chat, post it in your Slack groups, wherever you and your people talk, spread the word. That's how Trapalo continues to grow and continues to reach the right people. And while you're at it, if you use Apple Podcasts, go ahead, rate the podcast, give it a high rating, and leave a review. Tell people why you like the podcast. That helps more people discover the show. Thank you in advance. Talk to you next week.